the college basketball experience, instant reaction show for the weekend and sweet 16 preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. The WinBet casino is now offering a hundred percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, we're brought to you by us. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts and content. You can get that thing in the App Store and Google Play Store. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the college basketball experience. Weekend recap and sweet 16 preview and picks episode. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Dundee. I mean, that's not a pick. This is a pick coming off a seven and one day or come on. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> ah, it's too much fun. I'm sitting back here. I cashed in my Middle Tennessee lock today. Nothing wrong with a little CBI or NIT or uh, the Champions Basketball. We're just hitting on all accounts. That's why we brought in my co-host, former former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing. Wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well, friends through eternity. If that doesn't just pump you up, I don't know what will. And we got you have no heartbeat, <laughs> no pulse. We got third man in the booth, the DFS god himself. Come play college basketball DraftKings with us as we play daily. Uh, give it up for. The rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's going on, guys? Team is cooking, and the whole and team. We're the gamblers, and we are the fucking gamblers. Seven and one Sunday, guys. Figured we'd we'd hear that soon. <laughs> seven and one that didn't take long. Seven and one ATS. <laughs> Woo! What was the one game you missed? Texas. Mm. Texas was the one game I missed, and I might add in that I had Iowa State on the money line to beat Wisconsin. Yeah. Nice. Boom. Well done. Well done. 
My dogs were hitting. I mean, I almost, I almost pulled off a lot of dogs at one point, but uh, Memphis uh, did not close the deal. Even though I thought a little, a little some, some questionable calls, but I'll say this, and this, I might have jinxed you on that. I might have jinxed you. Yeah, yeah, but I'll say this to the to, <laughs> to the naysayers out there, the 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 ones like Patty C that you know TMZ Pat over there, <laughs> the Gonzaga Memphis game. Is the reason why the regular season matters. That was an away game for Memphis at yeah. Gonzaga. And had Memphis, who struggled throughout the whole regular season, had they played the way they uh, played the final three weeks of the season, they would have been playing that game. They would have not been in in in, uh, in, in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Well, it matters for one team, but uh, where did USC play Miami, despite being the higher seed there? Where was that? I believe that was somewhere on the East Coast. Okay, but, 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 but it's not but, in Miami. Yeah, there are seven seeds, so a seven seed that's not a good enough of a regular season to get you know yeah. a home court. Memphis so, is one that could have had a one based on that roster and the way, even based on the way they played Gonzaga, could have been a one or two seed. Uh, they didn't, and that's the way it should be. That's yeah. fair. I and mean, they had to go the, to the, uh, all the way up there to Portland, and that right. place was a fucking full-on home game for well, Gonzaga. I would say it would be a little bit. I mean, depending on what you like or what you don't like, uh, I mean, because I feel like part of it, no, I'm actually a little surprised that you've said that you want home home field games in college football, just because your emphasis has always been on fairness. And one of your biggest gripes about college football regular season is some of these teams don't go on the road. So if you don't go on the road in the regular season and then you get a home game in the playoffs, you still haven't like faced a a, 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 a fair situation. You know, wait, 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 but college football, I do want the home games uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying yeah. is, is that doesn't necessarily lend itself to fairness. Although obviously it no, rewards because you, you only for... have a, a 12 game season. <laughs> okay. Like Gonzaga still had to go to Vegas and beat Duke and beat uh, UCLA. Well, I would and... say even whoa, more whoa. than they didn't, they didn't beat Duke. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Lose to Duke and beat uh, UCLA. <laughs> going to make buddy. sure you know on, that they beat somebody else in Arizona pretty bad. Who was that? They were in like a some type of Scott oh, Scottsdale. Maybe classic. they should do a better job of like the West bracket being like exclusively out west. Like it really doesn't make sense that the West bracket well, is based the, on where well, the Sweet those Sixteen is. Are West starting in the Sweet Sixteen? Yeah. So I mean, it, then it's just chance that uh, Gonzaga has home court advantage in the second round there, you know, because they haven't reached the sweet 16 yet. So I, I don't quite understand. What do you it, mean though? They just played in well, Portland. the top seed. So even yeah, the top so, seed so gets the, take, yeah. So take the West, for example, the, yeah. the top half was in Portland. The bottom half was in Greenville, South Carolina, but that is so a Duke, a two seed, they try to protect the one and two seeds and give them somewhat of a ge- geographical benefit for having a good regular season. Uh, that's why even though it's a West region, that's why not every game in the first two rounds is in the West, but it's really sweet 16 elite eight. That is definitely in the West. It's in San Francisco, I believe. Yeah. Um, but it, they do it a little funky. It's, it's a little confusing. You hear West and you think the whole bracket is going to be out there. That's not the case. Gotcha. Well, the, and the main point here is that Memphis had, they just played better. They exactly. wouldn't have been playing in Portland. And they wouldn't have been an, an, a nine seed. Yeah, they would have been a one two seed, seed in round two. or well, one seed. If they had played a little worse, they'd be pl- playing closer to home uh, because home. they'd be a ten seed and they'd be playing in uh, 
No, in they Carolina might, and not Portland, or so. they would have not been in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Well, <laughs> either way, it's a thin I would, line there. I would say that's not a super strong argument for really? the importance of the regular season. Really, uh, only to the top eight teams in the country. Well, the teams that do better. Yeah. So to me, if you're if you're an average team that's somewhat good, well, how many teams are playing college basketball? Three hundred and sixty. Okay, and how many uh, teams benefit from uh, the location of their postseason games based on? The top ten, top eight. Yeah. Just said there's it. no yeah. way. In, there's no way in hell you could make a bracket where every top seed would get a home court advantage. It, it's just of impossible. course, of course. Sometimes it, it happens. I remember Duke was a two seed in the second round. They played South Carolina in Charlotte, in the same region where UNC was. All the UNC fans and South Carolina fans outnumbered the Duke fans like nine to one. So, and Duke lost that game to South Carolina in the second round being a two seed, but they did not have any kind of home court advantage. It happens. They tried the best they can to give the top one. So it matters a little bit, not a lot. It matters a little bit. Well, no, it clearly matters in that, in that case that we're talking about. That's the little bit that we're talking about. I would say that's pretty fucking substantial. If that, I think Memphis wins that game. If it's on another, if it's in fucking St. Louis, I think Memphis wins that game. If it's in Boston, I think Memphis wins that game. Sure. What I'm saying is that's one game out of how many that have been played so far that, uh, that the home court advantage was a significant factor, you know? Yeah. I mean, okay. But, but I do think I agree. My, yes. Well, uh, you can't also make a case that like, uh, like Memphis was the one team that had the talent that to be a one or two seed. Yeah. There wasn't, you can't say the same for like Miami. Sure. You know what I mean? So what you're saying there is I'm saying they took the regular season like like uh like nothing and yeah. and for that they in should, a they got game where yeah. the one seed could have been threatened yeah it helped them to be the one seed yeah and it helped that like had they just taken their season more serious or been played better throughout the whole fucking year they would have avoided this this matchup in the second round and they'd probably still be playing uh that's true that's true also the fact that you know typically those teams are most threatened in the Sweet Sixteen and later, although that's becoming less of the case. Um, There's been a couple one seeds that have not looked very good and they're are still active. Yeah. You know, not even mentioning Baylor who isn't active dude. All of the one seeds have looked shaky so far. Yeah. I mean, you can make a case for a lot of them. So what's your biggest takeaway thus far, Nick, this weekend of basketball, the past what four or five days. I like to look at the conference breakdown, the conference <laughs> records, how many teams are in this sweet 16 and look, it's, it's way too early to say, you know, this team is having the best or these couple teams are having the best tournament because we got to see who goes on to the elite eight and the final four and who wins it all right now is no surprise. I think we're hearing this everywhere. Uh, the big 12 and, and the ACC are killing it. Uh, the sec, not so much big East, not so much big 10 better than last year, but still not great. So right now the big winners are the ACC and the big 12, uh, the big 12, nine and three overall. Uh, yeah. Nine and three overall ACC eight and two, both leagues have three of the sweet 16 teams. I mean, look, I know you're ACC, Nick, the big 12 is the one that's clear. Like, I mean, the way TCU, you could make the case that they deserve two free throws to potentially win that game. The way that they have shelled out with all their teams, you know what I mean? Like even Baylor coming back. I mean, LJ, Baylor was out. Let's not forget they're without their leading scorer, LJ Cryer. Um, 
they've been without him for two months or a month and a half. No, he came back for a little bit and then he, then he got injured again. But, but my point is, is that that's, they're still without their leading score. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they're big man. Well, so I'll push back a little bit as it relates to uh, Kansas. Cause they got pushed by Creighton. Yeah. Yeah. I was on Creighton and I thought Creighton had a great situation because they had two guys out and I thought Kansas is going to know that two starters are out. And I said, Creighton's going to play with house money. There's no pressure on them. Yeah. So I expected that to happen. I, I thought McDermott would say, guys, we just love basketball. Let's just go play. Well, and, and I'll say this about the ACC. I think they have probably the best wins, you know? It, so the, the, what the five teams that made it only Virginia tech didn't, didn't win any, every other ACC team has won two. And the only gimme win out of those, those, what was it? Was it eight wins? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were eight and three. The only gimme win was Duke over CS Fullerton. Every other win has been against a power five opponent. True. But I did think there was some misseeding on, on Duke and Carolina's part. Dude, the UNC just knocked off Baylor, the number one seed <laughs> without, without their leading scorer though. And, and in order to get there, they beat a big East team. Sure. Uh, Duke sure. Just beat a big 10 team. Notre Dame beat a big 10 team and an sec team. No, Miami no Notre Dame, down. In, in my opinion, Notre Dame and Miami have been the most impressive runs. Yeah. Miami knocked down, uh, knocked off a PAC 12 school and an sec school. Yeah. I would say like, those are the two that really stand out as well. But Notre Dame, once again, proving that that play in game is a, is a, and, is, is a good thing. And they took Texas Tech to the brink. Yeah, that was that game was closer than I thought. I was on that man. I I forecasted that shit perfectly. You listen to the SGP show. I said, shit. "Watch." I go, "This is going to be a tie game with like a minute and a half left." And I go, "Notre Dame is going to push them. They have a good enough offense to do that." And then Texas Tech will make enough plays in the final two minutes to win the game. That one was a seven point spread, seven and a half, right? Yeah, seven and a half or eight, one of two. I was, I was on Notre Dame. I was thinking about Notre Dame, but I said that the Magic here's got to run out. But again, another team that's probably playing with house money a little bit. Yeah, Nick, what do you think of Bruce Pearl's comments when he said the SEC played too much of a gauntlet in the regular season, so that's why they had bad tournament uh, success? <laughs> Get out of here, man! <laughs> what a fucking joke! Yeah. That, we need too much of a gauntlet. Uh, the commissioner of the Mountain West should, should double down on that. And be like, yeah, you know, this is the best uh, year we had in the Mountain West. <laughs> you, know, you know, like that's that's actually the real loser is the Mountain West. They got fucked they over though. They got fucked over a little bit. They had some tough matchups, but they still went zero and four. True, and and San, there's no excuse for San Diego State. Like San Diego State was. The, if, did you guys catch that San Diego State Creighton? Yeah, how they they were how they the gave flat that out better team. They had uh, like a ten or twelve point lead with like three minutes left and lost. I mean, in overtime, but still, dude, Wyoming could have beat Indiana. But that's a, that's an away game, though, man. That was a brutal draw. Yeah, yeah, true. That was that was a tough. That should have been Michigan played, in that game, and Wyoming should have got the the fucking pass there. Now the other ones. Like to me, San Diego State and Colorado State deserve all the scrutiny. Now, to me, Boise State drawing Memphis—that's just fucking terrible. <laughs> that's just—I'd I'd even say Colorado's draw, uh, Colorado State's draw of Michigan was kind of a tough. I mean, yeah, just with with uh, Dickinson. I mean, most most elevensies don't have Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, yeah. Well, based on the way they're playing right now, too. I mean, they pretty well controlled Tennessee there. Yeah, but I I, I think Boise should file. I mean, that to draw Memphis. A, a preseason top ten team, you know, yeah. you're you're that's not. You, that's, that's just tough. a brutal draw, you well, know. Some like, some, uh, some eight seeds got to draw them. I don't know if Boise was the highest ranked eight seed, but but, uh, but like honestly, if they had matched up North Carolina as an eight with with Memphis as a nine, 
Memphis would have beat North Carolina. You think? I know. I, I feel very confident with that. I don't, dude. No, that's a game, man. That's a game. No. I, am I the only one that's watching North Carolina play amazing basketball? I here? mean, look, they should be credited, he, but let's be honest. Marquette was two and eight in their final ten games. Uh, they they look like shit towards the end of the season. Well, they and beat them by thirty two the, points. They did destroy Baylor, but Baylor was without two key players. They but also, away, also for UNC, Brady Manick is. Ejected from a bullshit call. Yeah, that was horrible. That was and horrible. Caleb Love fouls out, which is part of the reason why Baylor came back on. But a I, good chunk, I don't think good any portion. of us had Baylor going far this year because no. of the injuries. Yeah, that, that, that's what I wanted yeah. to get to next is one seeds. We all knew Baylor was the one seed, most likely to lose first, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, but the other story is that the one seeds haven't looked that great. Uh, I wonder, you know, they all have tough. They all have real tough matchups. In the round of sixteen, so uh, if you guys had to guess, what's the next one seed to lose? Who do you think? Um, I I think I think you might be onto something with Arizona. Yeah, I, I think, think Arizona. Arizona. Like I think that's one thing that stood out too. Is you look at uh, Kentucky, they had barely any tournament experience. I think the only guy that had tournament experience was uh, was was it Mintz? I think it was Mintz. Yeah. Um, or- so, Cause I don't think Grady, Grady might've made it as like a sophomore. The, the other big Keon Brooks might've had a little bit too. Cause but he's they, been around. He's a junior or something. I, I saw the stat. I just don't recall it off the top of my head. Uh, they had barely any tournament experience. Look at them. They're at home, Arizona. You know, I, I, I thought got very, look, I, I have Arizona winning it all. If you followed the sports gambling podcast, Twitter, you would have seen me and Ryan Kramer in, in a heated argument over, over uh, the end of that game. Cause I thought there was I thought he got fouled. I thought uh, the TCU guard got fouled. And then I also thought if he didn't get fouled, then it's a backcourt violation. It didn't make any sense to me that the game played on, but regardless of all of that, I think Arizona is one, even against Wright state they pulled away late. That's concerning. Right. And they don't have any tournament experience. Those guys have never, I mean, they're they're Now they've played two games, so maybe they yeah. can, they can build on that, but they I would, also probably have the toughest opponent. Yeah, I, I think Houston's a little bit better than Arkansas and Providence. Oh, I, I certainly think Houston's better than Arkansas and Providence. They that would be my team. I mean, I, I'm also the one that picked Houston to the Final Four. So, but I do think, first off, I Woo! think all three of these teams could lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think all three of them could lose. But if I had to pick one, I I go Arizona is probably the most likely. Well, I I don't think actually I think that that Arkansas matchup with Gonzaga is terrible for Arkansas. They, they, their bigs got eight and alive by New Mexico State. Yeah. Um, and I think if that was happening with them, Gonzaga's bigs are way better than New Mexico State. So uh, they don't shoot. Arkansas can't shoot the three well. They drive, they make layups. Uh, Note, you know, uses his creativity there. Um, well, he's struggled both games. You know, we'll dive into They some, only made some stats. 14 baskets to beat, yeah. to beat New Mexico <laughs> State. Well, you know, but on one, well, we'll get into that when we start breaking down the, the uh, individual games, but then um, Kansas Providence, man, <laughs> that's a ball game too. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kansas probably finds a way to win, but that's a game. Yeah. Um, we'll get, we'll get to well, that. I'm going to say this too. I, I don't think uh, Gonzaga makes it out of this bracket alive. Just based, I mean, because Georgia State was playing them closer than that final score indicates. But, but I, I think Georgia State had more height than Arkansas. Sure, I yeah. don't think Arkansas is gonna be gonna be the one, although they could, based on the way Gonzaga's been playing. But I think Duke or Texas Tech gets them. 
You know? Well, that's the only bracket that's gone chalk so far. You know, the top yeah. four seeds advancing. So just off of that, you would think that it would be the tougher two games to get to new Orleans. I was also looking at uh, Arizona, Houston, um, number seven and number nine uh, offensive ratings um, respectively. So expect some fireworks, although the pace of them is different. Whereas Arizona is number 19. I believe Houston is, let me check this. If I have this right, uh, three twenty nine in terms of pace. So they play slow, efficient basketball for Houston, obviously up pace, efficient basketball for Arizona. Some's got to give, but expect some fireworks in that. Yeah. One. So how about the, the number two seeds? I mean, we knew Auburn was fraudulent. Yeah. But I knew that that side of the bracket is chaos. I knew and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Right. I mean, I took Iowa and you guys laughed at me and I laughed at myself because I was like, <laughs> I don't know who the fuck's coming out of this side. I was like, I, you know, I didn't want to take Kansas, but at the same time, that was probably what I should have done. Um, but probably, uh, but who knows? I yeah. mean, you know, and Richmond, I mean, this is what has been so perplexing about Richmond. I think at least Colby and I have watched more Richmond games than, than probably anybody else the last couple of years. And they can look so good one game. And then just as bad the next game. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened, you know? So uh, yeah, that was kind of crazy. But other than that, I guess um, obviously Kentucky's the big shocker. Nobody had that. Yeah. I mean, look, and I was one that, I mean, I was going back and listening to our pod and I, I got to make this a clip. Cause I was like, if St. Peter's was playing anybody else, if they, I even think I said it on our episode, had they drawn a, uh, had they drawn uh Providence Auburn? or Duke or Auburn, Duke. I was going to, I was going to take them in the points for sure. And I thought they could be a live dog. Now I was on them as a live dog plus, uh, you know, whatever that number was. And plus the nine points against Murray state. Cause that didn't surprise me. They'd been good yeah. all year. I watched them yeah. early in the year and I thought, man, this team is good. Um, but I mean, obviously this is a magical run by them. Uh, this is pretty awesome. What's what's happening there. And I wonder, you know, obviously they're playing Purdue. We'll see uh, when we get to that game, but I, I, how about we talk about the Iowa state cyclones? I mean, year one, TJ Altsberger, Sweet Sixteen. They, they they beat Wisconsin. They they beat LSU. No, I know LSU didn't have their coach, so maybe much like with North Carolina getting Marquette two and eight in their last ten, um, entering the game. Maybe that was a little bit of a pass they gave Iowa State, but it is what it is. The Wisconsin win was legit. Well, they limited LSU to fifty four points and Wisconsin to forty nine points. And now they so play Miami. There's like a decent chance they're going to be in the elite eight. Yeah, there is. And it's kind of crazy that either the 11 seed or the 10 seed will be in the elite eight. Well, that's what makes this tournament so great. Larry exactly. Nega proven he wasn't a one, uh, one trick pony. I guess he got there a couple of times with Mason, but, and, and I hope every college football fan out there is listening. This is what happens when St. Peter's beats Kentucky. Uh, last year it was 15 seed oral Roberts. that went to the sweet 16 beating Ohio state and beating Florida. This is what would happen if you had a large playoff. No one actually, I, in my, in my opinion, people were like, remember a lot of like people remember UCLA Gonzaga last year, more than they remember the national championship. Yeah. NFL is the same way. There's certain playoff games. You remember the drive is talked about way more than the Redskins uh, uh, Bronco, Bronco super bowl. Super bowl yeah. right? That built that Bill's chiefs game this year. Yeah. Uh, the Oilers bills in 92. No one remembers the fucking Cowboys super bowl. They remember this. And yeah. and that is what you're negating is, is having a, an awesome, awesome games like that. That's why I can never understand why a football fan would want less games. 
in the playoffs. You should want more so we can watch more so we can bet on more. So we have more great games. You know why? Because the football fans that uh, you're talking to are the equivalent to Kentucky fans in college basketball who just got upset and they know what would happen to them in football too. So they don't want that, uh, that door to be open. They don't want to run the risk. It's a, it's a zero win for them. Yeah, if no. they beat the bum, they're supposed to. If they lose to him, it's you know everybody making fun of them. But it's not a, a zero win for them because if they like football, more football being played makes the world better. There it is. <laughs> 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 well, well, I don't get. They bring the income. Um, Nick, what do you think, Or Roberts or this year's St. Peter's team? Who's better? Or Roberts last year. I mean, Oral Roberts is much better offensively, but St. Peter's can really lock down on defense. I, th- I think I'd have to go Oral Roberts. Really? I was leaning St. Peter's. I don't know. I think it'd be tough. T- totally different styles, different teams. Yeah. I uh, mean, Oral Roberts, I, th- I think this year's Kentucky is better than last year's Ohio State. So that's a more impressive win in the first round. Who did Oral Roberts beat in the second round last Florida. year? Florida. Well, yeah, I would say Florida's probably better than Murray State, so they have the more impressive wins. Yeah, although last year's Florida team wasn't amazing. Keontae Johnson was out for the year. Um, what else do we we got to talk about the Miami Hurricane? Jimmy Larinaga is doing it again. He's working that magic. Small ball. Yes, uh, Holburn, such a, Rick Barnes or or Bruce Pearl. <laughs> this was so f- easy to forecast, and and to be honest, Auburn's Final Four had New Mexico State just made the free throws in the first round. They're fine. They wouldn't have been in the final four. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that, that was kind of a gimmick final four. I mean, um, they did get pretty close to the championship though. I know, but they should have lost in the first round. Yeah. What's funny about Tennessee is that we all wanted to fade them playing Nova. We just didn't realize they wouldn't get there. <laughs> yeah. You know, Auburn, no, nobody trusted Auburn, but it was like that, that the bottom half of the bracket was so weak, you know, we're like, oh, maybe they'll get to play Kansas or Iowa Colby head or somebody, but n- none of us had Auburn in the final four either, yeah. you know? So it's kind of crazy that a two seed, you know, or a three seed, none of us were on because we knew what was coming, but I still think even with my Iowa play, I'm still alive because I don't think it's going to be chalk. And with Kentucky already losing a lot of people had Kentucky in there. UCLA has got Jaime Hawkins injured. We're going to be talking more about that in a bit, but I mean, I, I think it's up in the air. Uh, so even if you have one team out in the final four, I think you're still very much alive. Um, Let me ask you guys this. What's that? Do you find at all like a little protection of the blue bloods uh, from a referee standpoint? I know obviously the exception, everyone was going off on Twitter about uh, UNC, you know, not getting fouls called on them. Or called against them. Well, Baylor. Manic got ejected, which is bullshit. <laughs> well, the yeah. technical on uh, what was that? The on? dunk. Yeah, the what, dunk what, from, what, t- what team uh, was that again? That was uh, Illinois. That yeah. was terrible. That was, that was really ridiculous. That, was that guy awful. should be suspended tomorrow. Yeah. Today, yeah. shit already. Do you want the guy to go like flying through the air and break his neck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I think they protect the blue bloods. I mean, look, I thought TCU should have had two free throws. Yeah. That game was fucking awesome, by the way. That was one yeah. of the best games, maybe the best game of the whole tournament. Um, I thought Michigan, Tennessee favored Michigan down the stretch a little bit. Is Michigan a blue, blue blood? blood? Is Tennessee a blue I blood? I would say Michigan's a blue blood. <laughs> Tennessee's a higher seed. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, but they have no basketball history to my knowledge. They're not great. You know, this is I, th- I thought Duke Michigan State was pretty fair. There was bad calls on either side. Yeah, I I think those are equal in terms of blue blood state. Obviously Duke a little ahead, but Michigan State certainly in that conversation. Um but I don't know. I mean, I, I just watch it on a couple of occasions. A team like Auburn who doesn't have that history doesn't get the calls, you know. But like, I mean, not that that would have really helped them there. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I feel like what do, what do they have with Miami? There was a lot yeah. of well, that's bad. the whole thing. Yeah. They're willing to call the game more fair right. when it's two teams they don't give a fuck about. When there's a a team that stands to be a blue blood that could advance to the Sweet Sixteen, eh, maybe they give them a little benefit of the doubt. I'll say out of all the basketball I watched, I had a lot of takeaways. That wasn't one of them. I mean, there's bad calls in lots of places. Um, yeah, I actually you know. thought the Memphis Gonzaga game. I thought you know Chet Holmgren moving screen almost every fucking play. That that big stretch where Gonzaga went on like a fifteen to two run. Yeah, the charge called on uh, not Boogie Ellis, but their their uh, their other guard that I'm trying to blame. Lomax. On. Yeah, I thought it was complete horseshit. And and they didn't even review for a flop warning because it was a hundred percent a flop. Um, but at the same time, I still thought like, hey, this is momentum. This crowd is crazy. I think it's almost human. Yeah. To to go in a way with that uh, we want them to be as honest as possible. But I almost feel like also I think refs yeah. do get caught up in the crowd sometimes. Yeah. 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 And and they love making like a charge call or something. Yeah. You know because <laughs> yeah they yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You know, step into that, me. or step By into the, way, the block. Boogie, Boogie Ellis transferred from Memphis. Yeah. He's on USC. I know, I know, he's on USC. But I'm. Uh, they have a couple different guards. I think it was Lomax. Uh, I think it was Lomax that or Harris. I think is another one. Yeah, C- uh, Quinones also, but uh, yeah, or Nolly. He's probably more forward. But anyway, so I don't know. Those are my takeaways. Any other major takeaways from the first two rounds? Awesome. I mean, this tournament, yeah, this tournament always. confirms itself to me. Like every year, it came a point on Friday, I think it was, or Saturday or Thursday night, when there was like seven great games going on. <laughs> I feel like in a row, <laughs> and you're just sitting there like, this is the best thing we have in America. This is this is the greatest sporting thing we have going in America, and nothing is close to it. It yeah. is fantastic yeah. for like four straight days there. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's just like you wake up. Even when you go back to the Rutgers Notre Dame play-in game. It's a fucking amazing playing game. Double overtime. Uh, and you were in Vegas, so I'm yeah. sure it was just oh man, the equivalent just, to Carnival in Brazil. Yeah, or some I mean, shit. I can't recommend. I, 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 <laughs> like you, you guys got to if you've never done this, you got to do the Vegas experience because it is awesome. The whole crowd's going crazy. Um, you know, obviously people have their bets involved with it too, but it's just a getting all the TVs on at once too, having like God's eye. There's nothing. I will like say, it. I do hate how Saturday and Sunday, especially on the East Coast. They have one game on at noon, you know, one game at two thirty, and then it's like backloaded, especially like going late into the night, especially like you know, East Coast, like late into the night on Sunday night. Agreed. Like, come on, yeah, spread it out during the day a little bit more, please. Had to wait a half hour between the first game and the second game. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's why we should expand, guys. Let's go to seventy fucking there eight or something. I don't know. Um, Let me, before I'm sure we're gonna get here at some point, but maybe we talk about it now. But you let me know. Uh, favorites for the rest of the tournament. Has anyone jumped off the screen? Is no. How about this? Who is who is the team to like that you think has played the best that you've seen right now? Mm. Not looking forward with the matchups based on what we've seen. Good question. Who who do you think it would be? Would it be Would it be Providence? Would it be Kansas? Would it be I don't know. I mean, uh, Houston. Yeah, Carolina. 
Texas Miami. <laughs> I mean, Miami has played really good. Um, Miami, my, that Miami USC game was. I mean, that will, that could have went either way. Yeah, at the yeah. end there, Purdue has won both games by double digits. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think you can, what about Villanova? I think they're flying under the radar a little bit. Yeah. That Ohio state game was tight for the longest time too. I mean, great. They pulled away at the end covered. Uh, I mean, they were, they were up big five. early and then they Ohio state yeah. closed the gap. Yeah. Nova did have an 11 point halftime lead. I just don't think Ohio state's that good though. You know? So I think yeah. Nova's path has been pretty easy so far. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you can make that case for Providence. Providence played two double-digit seeds. They played South yeah. Dakota State and and Richmond, Arkansas as well. But yeah, I'm gonna say this, much to the chagrin of both of you and Texas myself. Texas Tech too. Yeah, Texas Tech. What? Also two double-digit seeds. Mm. Yeah, cakewalk city so far. But to me, North Carolina is playing the best basketball in the tournament so far. See, for me, they were blowing out Baylor at halftime. I went out to like wash my car or something. So I missed like most of the second half. I came back in just to see the buzzer beater miss. I was like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> yeah. I had to get called up quickly. I was like, hold on. I, you know, I saw the ejection and the foul out. I was like, oh, wow. Geez, I thought this was a blowout here. So I kind of missed Baylor's comeback. Uh, but I tell you, UNC, UCLA, the ball game, man. Well, uh, I mean, I, I I have a strong feeling on that one. I don't know. I mean, I think North Carolina should be credited because no one had them. But I, I also, I, I don't think Baylor was like a, a unbelievably great right. team with those sure. two guys out. Right. Maybe level like of competition. We said, yeah. Yeah. we said, I think we all had them not going at least another round. We, I think we had them going sweet 16, but probably yeah. just due to their coaching and their pedigree. Yeah. But no, I don't, I don't think any of us had them going past that. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's respective to their seed. They're playing the best basketball, but if they were playing as a one or two or three seed, They'd probably be playing as well as some of the other teams. I there. think you got to pose the question, St. Peter's. They just won by ten against Murray State. <laughs> you true. know, I mean, shit, you beat Kentucky. I mean, another win for them, and we got we got ourselves a story. <laughs> Am here. I crazy? Um, what about UCLA? I was. I'll say this: I was really impressed with UCLA against St. Mary's. I thought St. Mary's was potentially a live dog. Yeah, and I still took UCLA minus two and a half. I was shocked that UCLA was that good, and it made me think. It, it made me think that. Hey, this team's going to be in the final four, maybe the NCAA champ. Well, then Jaime Hakko is, I, I got to know his status because that that's obviously a huge, he's the heart of that team in, in many ways. Um, UCLA play on Thursday or Friday. I mean, yeah, something like that, like one more day could help. So they play on Friday. So, Hey, he's got at least one more day to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's, before we get to the games, I want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by WinBet. Uh, I mean, WinBet Casino is now offering a hundred percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. I mean. I mean, there's so many things we got to plug here. Uh, how about merch madness? Don't forget it's merch madness. People looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie. Every day, March madness games are being played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sports gambling slash merch madness to enter that sports gambling slash merch madness. We're also brought to you by trade coffee. Yes. 
I mean, 90% of coffee from the grocery store is actually stale, Patty C, just like your picks. All right. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you heard that right? That the coffee you know and think you love needs an upgrade. Instead of rebuying the same old, old, let Trade Coffee send you something freshly roasted that's totally, literally guaranteed to love. All right. Mm. Uh, I, I could I, use some of that. I'm telling you, look, t- take take the coffee quiz to get started. Trade Coffee guarantees you'll 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 love your first bag, and they'll they'll replace it for free, Patty C. All right, I'm, I'm telling you, Trade sells uh, the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you as often as you like, whole or ground. All right, whole or ground. Um, and for our listeners right now, trade coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags. When you go to drinktrade.com slash SGPA, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free <laughs> uh, to get started today. Take their quiz. Once again, at drinktrade.com slash SGP to start your journey for the perfect cup. All right. The mm. perfect cup of Joe uh, that's drinktrade.com slash SGP 20 for 20% off your first three bags. Um, uh, before we dive into these games, do we uh, any hot takes on this coaching carousel we're seeing? Nick, what do you think of Kevin Willard now at Maryland? Didn't they get Mark Turgeon 2.0? <laughs> There's a great tweet I shared with you guys that uh, he said something like, you know, Willard will fit great at at Maryland because he's also a very good coach who's only one in five in the in the NCAA tournaments ever. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's done a decent job at Seton Hall, but I don't know if it's the job is that good of a, of a job where he deserves a promotion and more money. So I think it's a very questionable hire. Yeah. What about uh, Archie Miller to Rhode Island? Oh, that was an interesting one. The Rams go out and get Archie Miller, Sean Miller. Speaking of Millers, he's back in, in Xavier and now it's legal to drop bags and have some skyline chili. <laughs> All right. We got Miller versus Miller in that. Uh, yeah. What, what is that? What's the official well, name A-10, of that rivalry? A 10 rivalry. Is that uh? is that, well, I was talking about West oh, Miller. Oh yeah. Yeah. Since the West Miller Xavier. angle too. Miller against Miller. Wow. A lot of Miller's going on. <laughs> you should play the game at Miller's field. Patty. See, huh? Come on. <laughs> uh, what else do we got? Dennis Gates to Missouri. Um, we saw Kenny Payne go to Louisville. We saw, I believe LSU got their guy today from Murray state. I don't know if that's official yet, but kind of a lot of quiet under the radar hires. No, no big splashes yet. I still think the most puzzling is that Patrick Ewing stayed with Georgetown. Mike Hopkins stayed with Washington. Jeff Capel stayed with Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's one where you just go, huh? (laughs) No, what's that? I was going to say Murray states. Yeah, I don't, but I agree. Why would these guys stay around? But you know, Jamie Dixon was on the hot seat before the season and had had himself quite a year. So you know, turnarounds can happen. So what 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 would you? I mean, you think Patrick Ewing at Georgetown is going to work out? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that goose is cooked. Uh, Murray State, though, number six offensive efficiency. I think that's a good look. Based on obviously the teams that made, I mean, basically the entire, most of the top 10 uh, was in the tournament uh, in terms of offense efficiency. Obviously, that's kind of what you'd expect, but that seems to be offense wins championships in basketball a little bit uh, based on these numbers. So maybe LSU got themselves a good one. 
Uh, well, Virginia won a national championship just three years ago. <laughs> touche, touche. Uh, Sucking <laughs> clock. Suck that clock. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some of those coaching hires, I know there was more of them today, I believe. Uh, I mean, and I don't know how official these are yet, but I thought Kansas State grabbed uh, the assistant. I've seen South Carolina has been targeting uh, the Chattanooga coach, Lamont Paris. Um, Frank Martin's fired. We know that. Um, uh, is there any ones that just jumped out to you? Do you expect to see? Oh, by the way, K State Jerome Tang, but the Baylor assistant has been rumored to be uh, the next hire in Manhattan. Um, what do you guys think? Is there any uh, surprise? Bobby Hurley still has a job, Nick. I mean, yeah, throw him in with the the rest of the crew you mentioned with Hewing and everybody else. I don't know. Like I said, you know, there's no big splashes yet. And I think right now everybody's so laser focused on the tournament. Like we, we've heard this stuff. We give it a quick thought, we're like, mm, you know, but I, th- I think this is probably best served for an off season podcast where we can really take a deep yeah. dive into these yeah. guys and you know what we think and everything we will. And by the way, that is official. I believe Matt McMahon is the head coach of LSU coming over from Murray state. Okay. Let's any not- relation to Vince. Any relation to Jim, huh? <laughs> Vince would be better. Uh, I hope he, uh, I hope he gets like one. Uh, he wears a headband that has one of the uh, one Actually, of the committee members, yeah, you know, uh, or the committee members' uh, fucking name on their head, like Pete Rozelle style. Um, <laughs> Thursday, four oh nine p.m. Seven oh nine. NC Nick's gonna have to take some. Uh, so have a few Red Bulls and a cup of that coffee we were talking about. Uh, Razorbacks, Bulldogs. Meeting in San Francisco, guys. I w- originally went when I saw Tally's site drop. I said oh, I'm gonna take it Arkansas, but then the more I thought about it, now I think it's a terrible matchup for Arkansas. I think uh, this we saw New Mexico State ha- stay in this game with Johnny McCants, their big man, who was really a big problem for Arkansas the whole game, more than anybody else on New Mexico State, and. Arkansas shoots the three at a terrible rate. First off, they're 286th in three pointers made. They're they're 321st at shooting the three. The percentage, that's terrible. Also, I think we got to note this: they're not. They're actually not a horrible rebounding team, but compared to Gonzaga, they are. They also turn the ball over at a pretty decent rate. Um, I think it all comes crashing down on. Uh, on, on the Razorbacks, I think the Zags cruise in this one. Another thing is the home court. I still expect it to be all Gonzaga as it's played in San Francisco. But yeah, Gonzaga, the third leading rebounding team in the nation. Uh, the shot blocking ability from Holmgren, I think, will be an X factor in this game. If 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 there's any key to Arkansas winning this game, they got to get Holmgren in foul trouble. Because if they can't shoot, they slash. And if you're slashing, Holmgren will block the shit out of your shot, especially when you talk about some of the other, some, like Chris likes made some huge free throws against New Mexico state, some great ball control. He uh, look, I love this story, but I feel like against he's Gonzaga, like Muggsy Bogues. Yeah. Yeah. Against, he's like Muggsy Bogues. So I feel like they just have their work cut out for him. I'm going to lay the points with the bulldogs here. And I think this is the one Gonzaga gets back on track and this will be the first game they cover this tournament. Nick. Mm, well, it opened up at eight and a half is up to minus nine already. So the early money is in agreement with you. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, you know, we mentioned the onesies haven't been that impressive. The uh, Gonzaga, it was a tie game under 13 minutes to go against Georgia state. They were down 12 
early in the second half to Memphis. Um, I mean, Timmy's been a beast, but Holmgren was definitely affected by uh, Memphis's physicality. I don't know if Arkansas can bring that, but um, looking at Gonzaga, really that their, their backcourt hasn't played that great. Julian Strouther, he is really struggling, just shooting four of sixteen and zero for nine from three in these last <laughs> two games. Arkansas, on the other hand, they beat two mid majors to get here. They were close games, winning by four and five points. Um, I guess on one hand, you know, they can win in a, in a high scoring game or semi high scoring 75, 71 over Vermont or a defensive struggle against New Mexico state where it was 53 to 48. But if you talk about struggling, like JD note, their best player, he went five of 16 versus Vermont and five of 18 versus Mexico state. He's having an awful tournament. They made 14 baskets guys. Can they turn <laughs> it up? Can he get hot here against Gonzaga? I don't know, man. I, I mean, I like taking Musselman in Arkansas in the tournament, but I think I might agree with you here. I think they're at the, their end of their rope. I think they're baiting you with the nine too. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm going to lay the points. Patty C. What are you doing here? Well, I'm looking at their non-conference Arkansas, 14 and three in non-conference Gonzaga 15 and two. So there's probably not that big of a difference um, when you consider like the level of competition, obviously Gonzaga hasn't been imp- as impressive as we thought they would be um, from a metric standpoint, Gonzaga uh, number two offensively and number five defense in, in the country uh, on offense and defensive efficiency rating. Meanwhile, uh, Arkansas number one twenty seven and number 37. So huge metrics edge, but how much of that is, uh, you know, strength of schedule and, and level of competition. It's tough to say, my hunch is just based on how much Gonzaga has struggled. So I'm going to have Arkansas cover nine here. There you go. Patty C taking the Razorbacks. I think it could be a close game here through the first half. I, I do think Gonzaga pulls away, but um, I went kind of back and forth. So I don't, I don't blame Patty C. I won't be talking too much smack for picking the Razorbacks. Well, I was pretty hot on Saturday and not so hot on Sunday. So overall, a hair over 500. My locks have been good, and this certainly isn't a lock. So, you know, flip a fucking coin as far as I'm concerned here. Yeah, this is my lock. I actually am locking up Gonzaga minus nine. I think it's a terrible matchup for Arkansas. You know Um, what? You want me to tell you? Lock it. I'm not going to lock it. Uh, I'll, I'll fucking take it. No, you're switching. I'll switch it over. Oh, you're st- oh, yeah. I'll go Zach. It's easy to see a tie turn. Yeah, about to yeah. say, where's this? Let's go. Where's 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 uh? uh I think tide turning. I see. As I remember, I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of turn. It's easy to see a tide turn. Uh, did I say those words? <laughs> I mean, with the, how much the SEC has struggled, uh, then maybe maybe you're onto something there. Yeah, was the WCC better than the SEC the whole time? Um. Next up, 20 minutes after that Arkansas Gonzaga game tips, we get Michigan, Villanova. This one in, I believe, San Antonio, Texas. Um, this line, I'm seeing it in Villanova minus five. I do see a four and a half out there as well. Um, I think I think uh, Chalk Dundee is 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 going to play up. I think Jay Wright having this much time. We saw it with the Ohio State's matchup. I think Ohio State and Michigan are similar teams. Um, Michigan has an elite big in Hunter Dickinson. I think Villanova will find a way to. I, I, I actually think he'll probably Dickinson will still probably get his. Yeah. Um, but I just think Villanova is too good of a team with, with four days of prep. Um, the way they shoot the ball, 
number one free throw shooting team in the nation, top 25 three point shooting team. Meanwhile, Michigan 287th in three point field goals per game. Um, I, I think that's a problem. And then obviously the, the big thing to me is uh, the offensive efficiency. You know who never turns the ball over? Villanova, right? And they have uh, experienced guard play. I'm on Nova minus the points here. Nick? I hate to do it again, but I'm going to agree with you. Um, I mean, props to Michigan for making the Sweet 16. We probably said they probably didn't even deserve to be in this but, tournament. But I also or- said the fact that they didn't deserve means they will go to right. the Sweet 16 or, <laughs> or beyond. <laughs> you still there? I think you got to break up. I think you got to break up there. Patty C, what are you doing? Michigan, Villanova. Nick, we, Nick, are you here? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, but you broke up there. What was your reasoning here? Well, I apologize. Um, uh, I was just saying that Hunter Dickinson and Eli Brooks have really been carrying this team here. I mean, big Dickinson energy. <laughs> he is in these two games 16 and 23 from the field, three for six from three, and 13 from uh, out of 15 from the line. Oof. He is playing excellent basketball. Uh, and against Tennessee, they played really good perimeter defense, limiting the Vols to two of 18 from three. That's key. I mean, if they can do that again against Villanova, then maybe Michigan can win this. But uh, for Nova, the offense is just rolling, man. And you mentioned the free throw shooting 28 out of 32 through the first two games. Uh, I'm on Nova. I think, uh, you know, much like Arkansas, I mean, I just think that the cream is rising to the top as we progress through this uh, tournament. And I just think Villanova is a much better school than Michigan and uh, laying five only. Yeah, I'll lay that. Patty C, you going with your boys, Jim Harbaugh? I am going with Juwan Howard. Uh, Juwan Howard, touching, uh, touching moment after the game was pretty cool. Got to give it to him. That was pre-arranged, right? Yeah, yeah. I just assume Michigan, being the 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 snarky, pay this guy to cry at the end of the game. Well, let's just say that he knew the cameras were on. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure the handshake line moment was. was considered. I saw way too many tweets about that the being moment. the greatest, and I'm like, oh, yeah, shut up! Yeah, yeah, shut yeah, exactly. up! But equally as bad as them calling for him to be fired. Yeah, from the get go, hundred percent, hundred percent. Both way overreactions. Can we just can we just watch it and move on yeah. rather than overreacting? I'm sure yeah. Michigan made this. Uh, I'm still. Uh, we're investigating. SGP investigation. <laughs> it's like they didn't. They just hire a woman foot, football coach too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, a woman basketball player. Uh, to be their quarterback consultant. It's like, wait, yeah. Why? <laughs> she knows a lot about the quarterback. Yeah, I think she's a grad assistant. Like, isn't there? <laughs> aren't there like fifty guys on the team that are just graduated? The team, that, yeah, they just yeah. wanted to be. Would uh, love to be a coach. Curve, and they're trying to get there. What a fucking what a shit what show. A shit show. Um, uh, I'm gonna hit you with these. Uh, you're taking Nova. You're taking Michigan. Efficiency rankings again. Yeah. Uh, Nova uh, offensively 16. Michigan offensively 57. Uh, Nova offensively 117, Michigan defensively 247 defensive uh, efficiency rating. That is reflected in their 17 and 14 regular season record. Five point spread. Give me Nova all day. Yes, there we go. Uh, 6:39 p.m. NC Nixon have to call it a late night because the Red Raiders and the Blue Devils are doing battle in San Francisco, California. Get the RBVs going. I was surprised that Texas Tech was favored here. I really was. I expected Duke to be like a three or four point favorite. And I'm still convinced that by the time this game tips, Duke will be a one or two point favorite. Um, Texas Tech is what I expected from them. 
Now I'll say this because I, I think Texas tech has been a better team than Duke all year. However, Texas tech lets teams hang around, right? By their offense. And I was, I was all over uh, Notre Dame, by the way. And on the SGP show, I said, they're, they're too efficient of an offense. They'll stay around just because they're just efficient, uh, you know, enough from a number standpoint. And Texas tech had was coming off of one of their best shooting nights of the season. So I'm like, there's no way they're going to shoot that good again from the Montana state game to the Notre Dame game. So here at Duke finds itself in this tournament and Patty C you know, NC Nick's a Duke fan. So I'll ask you this question. Will this be a close game with some questionable calls down the stretch in Duke's favor? Hmm. Was there last round? No, but I'm saying this one is the one that gets them to the elite eight. I think Texas tech is good enough. I don't think they have enough clout. So you might see that. I don't look, unless I say definitively, like this is the type of matchup where the blue blood should get it. Then I can't, I can't take credit. If, if we see it, I don't think this is, I don't think Texas tech is that much of a, a team that you want to throw away that it's going to be really even bad. Plant, don't even plant that seed now. Cause then <laughs> people are going to see one bad call. You have to talk Texas about Texas it, fake. dude. Cause I, I look, I don't care any way you cut it. It's like, it's like Notre Dame in football. I feel like sometimes I, I, I bring up the Duke Wisconsin national championship game where I thought it was just awfully awfully refereed, right? There are a, a reason certain teams, I feel like do get a little treatment. North Carolina gets the same treatment in, in a lot of games. Well, Duke is like one of them at winning is like the, the, I mean, they have four of the top seven recruits in the country going there this year or next year. Uh, they're obviously the class of college basketball coach K the winning is coach in basketball history is in his last year. There's a chance we see North Carolina versus Duke in the final four. Yeah. Everyone wants to see this shit, you know? <laughs> and so if they get a nudge, is anyone going to be surprised? That said, I'm not going to fucking call it a nudge unless it's obvious. You know, if you, they get a call, you always Colby always brings up Duke, Wisconsin. That was a horrible. You, there was a couple <laughs> bad calls. I totally agree. But what you'd never, what you never mentioned is that Wisconsin was the major beneficiary of a call against Kentucky that got them there. Okay. And if, if we were talking about blue buds, why would they favor Wisconsin over Kentucky? Because wouldn't people want to see Duke Kentucky in that game more than Duke Wisconsin? Well, no, but in the so national what championship, what if that the, these, what these if, refs are human and they make mistakes? I don't know, buddy. Uh, look, I can go back to Duke UCF in the second round two or three years ago with taco fall. I thought bullshit call on the final drive of the, the, the final play of the game that essentially gave Duke the win with Zion Williamson. I I've seen it too many times for me well, to not, let me not tell to be you why, but you also will text me when that happens. I'm like, Colby, did you, did you, what about these, uh, these other three calls that, that went in, in the other team's favor Yeah, but and, I, and, and you have no good answer for that. Well, you also <laughs> text me back saying I'm a Duke fan. <laughs> I am a Duke fan. Look, let me say this, but I'm a realistic Duke fan. I'll call it as it is. This is why Nick, th- here's the difference because coach K is a good guy. And John Calipari is a bad I guy. I mean, do I got to go back to, to 1991 with Greg Anthony being called that, that they call him that a charge on, on, on Bobby Hurley. One of the most cock calls that fouls out <laughs> Greg Anthony. I mean, we could go, we yeah, could go, go year watch by the year. game and, and don't mention the other couple calls that went in UNLV's favor. <laughs> Look, I, yeah. every game, sure. Questionable calls that go in each you, other's favor. You really believe that, that there's don't not a little bit Oh, Colby is one of those fans in, in, in football and basketball. I think we know this. Well, are you really buying the, the fact that uh, Duke doesn't get this? It doesn't get some home cooking or, or North that's, Carolina. They always do. Yeah. That's, 
over exaggerated. <laughs> but 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 it's like still a true happens. Duke fan. But it still fucking happens. Um, Texas Tech minus one. I got to stick to my guns. I'm taking Texas Tech minus one. I'm very nervous about this game. I don't know that it, this is going to hit. Nick. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, against Notre Dame, they only put up 59 points. Um, you know, and that was against a defense that ranked 95th in the country coming into the tournament. So that's a little concerning. As I've mentioned all year, the Red Raiders can go cold offensively. They only shot 35% from the field, only four 15 from three. Um, on the other hand, I mean, I, I think like I've been hearing people say like, you know, how, how good Duke looks. I don't see that. <laughs> I, I wasn't high on Sparty and with four minutes to go, we were down five. Uh, now granted Duke played the last three minutes of that game very well, but the defensive consistency just has not been there for the last two and a half, three weeks. And I, I think, I think Sparty scored, scored too many, a, a questionable Michigan state offense. I mean, they were, they were, they were turning the ball over, you know, they were in like the three hundreds and turning the ball over and they won the turnover battle versus Duke. They only committed uh, seven turnovers. So um, I still, and look the the health of AJ of uh, AJ Griffin, he, he turned his ankle. He didn't come back in into the game. He's is, this is almost like the, um, the UCLA injury and granted, you know, uh, Griffin plays a little bit lesser of a role than uh Haquez or no, it's um no Jaime Haquez. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I mean the two key players and but Duke only the pump the, the issue with Duke is that they only go seven deep. And if AJ Griffin is not hundred percent or he has, if he doesn't play, they only go six deep, which is a bad situation to be in. So um I hate to say it, but I'm on Texas Tech here. I don't trust the Duke defense. And uh I yeah, I haven't liked what I've saw the last two and a half weeks, including up until the last three minutes of the Michigan State game. Look at that. You see that? A Duke fan being honest here. It's like me with Providence, though. I'm fading them to hope that they keep advancing. Well, yeah. I mean, Nick did that of all course football I, season. Of course, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> of course. But, no, Nick's pretty good about giving an honest appraisal of uh, his his squad. I think you were a little hard on the football team. <laughs> <laughs> they suck. <laughs> I wasn't. I was right about <laughs> Uh, Patty C, you taking the Red Raiders? Well, you going since the I got Devils? these stats pulled up, I'm going to rattle them off every fucking sure. time. Um, and and it, it kind of lends itself to what Nick was saying about they can bog down offensively. One thirteen offense for Texas Tech, not great, but number two defense in the entire country in defensive uh, rating. Uh, Duke kind of like the uh, the mirror image, or I guess the 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 flipped mirror image with the number five offense and the number one twenty three defensive rating. So what are we going to get? I don't know. Uh, coaching wise, I don't know that I necessarily even give Coach K a big edge here. Uh, against, experience wise, against the librarian, yeah, against <laughs> against the Bulldog librarian. Uh, experience, I, I think Ben Caro is probably the difference maker here. Just that if level. He will take the ball inside and quit shooting jump shots. Dude falls in love with the jump shot. The mid-range jump shots way too much. Get the ball inside, man. We talked tournament experience. Keep an eye on Kevin O'Banner. He made the huge plays in that Notre Dame game. Yeah. Well, and we Nick, saw him do it with, with Oral Roberts last year. There it is. I was wondering who yeah. Texas Tech's guy is. Kevin O'Banner. You think he uh what's his game? Uh I mean he's, he's a just, guy that can can post up and score. I mean he, he and also he, can, and he can hit the three ball. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a good player all around. Who else has been playing good for uh for Duke, uh Nick? I mean I mean Wendell Moore is their upperclassman. You know, he's just a great all around game. The big man Mark Williams is he won ACC defensive player of the year. 
He's the, uh, one of the best rim protectors in the country. AJ Griffin is a, and, and actually Jeremy Roach, the uh, point guard has been really coming on late. Uh, but AJ Griffin is a, is he's a key figure. We need him to be healthy for this game. We need him hitting threes. Um, Keels. Keels is he's been down a little bit lately. We, yeah, we need him to be hitting shots as well. I mean, Duke is a, the, we're not a deep team here, so we need to be at full strength and uh, we just need to play better defense than we've had the last two and a half weeks. All right. Next up 30 minutes or no 20 minutes after that game tips, Houston, Arizona, and this one in San Antonio. Arizona big advantage for the Cougars. Yeah, Arizona is a two point favorite. You think that's a really big advantage? I feel like uh, Arizona fans travel well too. I can tell you this: in Vegas, there was a shit ton of Arizona fans. Um, Two point spread. I was surprised. I guess I thought it might be a little bit more. Are they starting to buy into the Cougars, even though they were they were were a five seed? Um, Look, my bracket has Arizona winning the national championship. I I'm very skeptical of that bracket now, and. I'm going to take Houston. I don't have, I haven't picked the dog yet. I think Houston's the dog that does it. I think they present a, just a, a, they, from a whole coaching aspect. I think Kelvin Sampson's got the advantage from a player aspect, even with your men down the stats, there's, there's areas where I see, and I go, Hmm, this could be a problem for, for Arizona, specifically the offensive rebounding factor that Houston's third in the nation. Now, I know Arizona has been a decent rebounding team all year second overall, but 27th when it comes to offensive rebounding. Um, I think those are huge things, but I really think the way that Arizona turns over the ball, they're 251st in the nation at taking care of the basketball. Meanwhile, Houston, they take, they take care of the basketball. They're 46 and taking care of the basketball. But how about this? They're 39th in the nation in steals. So I think that the turnover game is going to tell the tale for this game. Um, another thing is Houston, the third best defense in the nation, Arizona, the 19th best defense offensively, Arizona six, Houston's 10th. Something's got to give here. Give me Houston in an upset special. I know NC Nick already handed at this, but Nick, have you changed your ways? Are you still on board? I'm still on board with the Cougars. I think it's interesting that, you know, basically Duke and Arizona are in the same boat, but you know, kind of Arizona's favorite on one and a half Duke's getting plus one. I think, uh, yeah, and and you alluded to it earlier. You know, I think money's going to be coming in on Duke and Arizona big time. I think the public will be all over Duke and Arizona, and I think, you know, Texas Tech as a slight favorite might turn into a dog, and Houston as a dog have have real appeal here. Uh, maybe even a little money line parlay uh, potentially because I do think most money's coming in on Duke and Arizona, the one and the two seed. And uh, and Arizona's kind of like Gonzaga, not overly impressive. The win over Wright State and the overtime game against TCU. Uh, you know the defense might be a question mark here. TCU had only been over seventy five points three times out of twenty two games in the two thousand twenty two calendar year, and uh, they could do pretty much whatever they wanted to offensively against the Wildcats. So that has to be a concern. And meanwhile, Houston is just a rock solid, well-coached, good defensive basketball team. And those guys play with chips on their shoulders because nobody is giving them any respect. They are 324th in the nation at free throw shooting. Could, could that play a role? Yeah, of course it could, you know, but uh, look last year, they were two seed. They went to the final four. All they did this year was go 31 and five. And other than the two losses to Memphis, it was a two point loss to Wisconsin neutral court. And then one a shitty point call, loss, <laughs> the yeah, Alabama game, yeah, right. 
one point loss at Bama and a two point loss at SMU while losing their two top scorers. And they're only, they only get a five seed. So these guys have a chip on their shoulder. I'm all about Houston. I love the brand of basketball. They play very team organized. You know, you know, the average college basketball fan can't name somebody on, on their team. Give me Houston. They're going to beat in Texas. They're going to beat Arizona. Patty C you have Arizona, much like myself winning the national championship. I did, but uh, I'm tempted to fade. I'm not going to just because I, I still have to lean on that talent. Even though I think Tommy Lloyd, Matherin and uh, Coloco are young. I haven't really seen to Bellis uh, or he didn't make a huge appearance last game. Obviously when the other two are scoring 58 points combined, yeah. it's tough, to, tough to get your shine on. Um, but they did score a lot of points as a team. Granted part of that was overtime. Uh, how much of that game being close was the fact that TCU's playing amazing basketball. I mean, throttling the crap out of uh Seton hall, the, the round before um, maybe TCU, you know, was battle tested in the big 12 and came and played ball in the tournament. We find out the big 12 is actually better than we thought it was. Um, but Arizona, all that to say, let me rattle off these stats. Houston, number three offense number. Uh, oh shit. I just had it. Um, wait, number nine offense, number three defense, Arizona, I'll get it all fucked up. Yeah. Arizona's I uh, know I had it. Both uh, are top 10. Yeah. Uh, uh, Houston's top 10 offense and defense. Arizona's top 10 offense. Number 21 defense, which is surprising that they gave up that many points uh, against the team in TCU that didn't really didn't score that much. So telling you, I think the, the fact that Arizona is that bad at turning over the ball, I think that could be the X factor if Houston wins. And then Matherin apparently, uh, has like a, a little bit of a, a lazy or an inconsistent effort thing. He, he's Westbrook reborn and he's got the same like, fuck you attitude, which I kind of like, but I kind of hate when I see him. So I'm rooting against them, uh, but <laughs> I, I still think Houston, uh, I, th- I still think they're talented enough to win, but I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the upset happens here. All right. Well now, before we get to Friday's action, I want to tell you folks out there that the college basketball experience is brought to you by stable duel. Stable duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 28 or I'm sorry, 25 grand with one entry head over to stable to get started today. Uh, we're also brought to you by IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy patty? See, that's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, you know, all that, oh, anyone that's got the prying eyes. Um, but uh, look, this is why you get IP vanish. You can use IP vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your fire stick. When you're using streaming media, whether I'm at home or I'm in, I'm in public, I, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. And IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly pan, plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP, use the promo code SGP and claim 70% off your savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com. All right, folks, here we are Friday, 4.09 PM on the West, the Peacocks, the Boilermakers. What's not to like in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you know, that's too close to Jersey folks. Purdue's laying 12 and a half. This could be a matchup nightmare with the height of Purdue. However, 
I believe in the Peacocks. Give me the Peacocks plus 12 and a half. This whole crowd is going to be peacocking it up. I can't wait. Are you sure for about it. that? I mean, I, I'm sure Purdue fans will travel, but it's Philly. Philly's not that yeah. far from. I would imagine St. Peter's is a small private school. I think everyone that even you don't even have to have gone to St. Peter's. You just want to root for them. It's true. Uh, it's a pretty neutral crowd yeah. at some of these locations. I think anyone in Philly or Jersey would be like, yeah, let's go for this 12 or this 15 seed. You know? Uh, yeah. That usually like is if they're up like late or something that kind of comes into play, but if they don't have a dog in the fight, they're not going to be, you know, that loud and, you know, <laughs> rambunctious early on, uh, especially because the other game in that region is UNC UCLA and those fans will be taking up half the the house. But you know damn well all of them are going to be rooting for St. Peter's. <laughs> yes, if it goes if it's close late, they will definitely. But they're not going to, you know, come out the gates. I mean, they probably won't even be in the building yet. This will be eating dinner at the, the bar down the street. Um, <laughs> Hour and 22 minutes from St. Peter's campus to Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, this is going to be I'm telling you. Keep doubting my peacocks. I'm going Purdue, man. Keep I was on St. Peter's. I was on St. Peter's last, uh, the last game against uh, Murray State. I thought that was an easy, like getting eight and a half or something. Come on, plus I'm gonna go Purdue here. Fifty on the money line, folks. No, plus six fifty on the money line. I hate taking a Big Ten school and especially a Purdue, but I, they can't match the size. Nobody can match Ivy's athleticism. I think this is the end of the road for the Peacocks. Look, if Purdue I'll lay, can I'll lose, the big number. If Purdue can lose the Rutgers, if Purdue can lose to Indiana, if Purdue can lose to Michigan, if Purdue can lose to Michigan State, uh, if Purdue can lose to Wisconsin, twice, <laughs> twice might I add. <laughs> if they can lose to Iowa, that you know, Iowa barely has one athletic player per decade, right? Um St. Peter's can do this damn thing. Peacocks, peacocks, let's go. We need to know what sound a peacock makes. <laughs> if, if St. Peter's can lose the double digits to St. Francis, then they could lose the double digits against Purdue. If they could lose by 21 points to St. John's, then they could lose by 21 to Purdue. That was early in the if, season, buddy. If they can lose uh, by nine points to Ryder, the moving company, or to, to 14 points to Siena. Then they can lose by 14 to Purdue. Give me the Boilermakers. Nope, you got to keep dreaming. All right. What did uh, Shaheem Hollowell say about his team? We're from, we're, we're a bunch of dogs from New York City and New Jersey, right? We got attitude about this team. And you know, damn well, Zach Eady don't have no attitude. All right. So you can take your fucking Eady ice cream, all right, and shove it up your ass. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, Let me hit you with these numbers St. Peter's offense, 238, defense, 19. Uh, Purdue offense three, defense two oh nine. So defense Purdue does suck at defense. Wins championships, yes. Uh, but uh, St. Peter sucks at offense. So in the tournament, when they're letting them foul late, g- give me the defense. But then again, Jaden Ivy is he going to have his uh, national player of the year moment here? Daryl uh, Banks, Daryl Banks, and Doug. What's his name? Edert is Edert. it? Yeah, Edert. Edert? They are the difference makers here. All right. Peacocks cover the big number. Sprinkle some sprinkle. some. <laughs> it's Matt painter. Let's not forget. Colby can't help, but take the dog. All right. <laughs> hey, Matt painter lost to North Texas last year. All right. <laughs> he lost to UVA in a game that they should have won. All right. They, they can lose games 
it's Purdue. I mean, do I get, oh, you know what? Okay. Hang on. Here it Hang is. on. <laughs> you asked for it. You got it. Shit. Hobo from Purdue. I hate Purdue. It was the last time they ever won anything anyways. They find ways to choke. All right. <laughs> I'm on the peacocks. Take the 12 and a half. Let's uh, come on. USFL has got to deal with peacock. All right. <laughs> uh, let's it's, peacock is in vogue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, take the twelve and a half. I'm serious though. I feel decent about the twelve and a half. Now money line, I say sprinkle a little bit because Purdue's known to choke. Just put put a put a solid hundo on on that plus six fifty. <laughs> what <laughs> happened in the game against uh uh Kentucky? No, they never. It was an awesome game. They never Kentucky never just had a flat out big lead. Yeah. Even Calipari's press conference, which was hilarious, he talked about having an eight point lead with three minutes left, which never actually happened. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he quote he quotes it three times, and everyone's like tweeting this because they're like, no, no, it was the six point game with three minutes left. This was never an eight point game at that point. <laughs> I mean, and, and what happened was that uh, what they shot twenty six percent from three. We knew that could happen. We knew Colby mentioned it. Colby did we call pre- that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kellen Grady went one for seven from three. You know, he and I said he was their only decent three point shooter. He wasn't decent that night, and uh, they couldn't hit anything from the perimeter. Uh, that's basically, I mean, Savar Wheeler, the point guard, six turnovers in that game. You can't have your point, your point guard committing six turnovers. Come on. That reflects on Calipari a little bit. Yeah. Peacocks take the peacocks. Uh, Next up 20 minutes after the tip, we got Providence, Kansas. This one, uh, man, am I excited to watch this one? This is going on in Chicago, Illinois, and Kansas is laying seven and a half points fellas. Ooh, I'm on the front. Look, I've been against the Friars forever now. They're my boys, and I feel like I should probably fade them. But I, seven and a half is a little too high for me. I'm on Providence plus seven and a half in Chicago. Now you would think this would be a mostly a Kansas crowd because that's not a far trip for them. Um, Nick, what are and you doing once here? Once again, large public university, large alumni base. Providence probably not so much, um, but still, I think this is a ball game here. You know, Kansas hasn't shown me anything that they're just going to blow anybody out. And Providence is an old veteran team. And I mean, they're just, I mean, they're dogs, man. They're going to grind it out here. This is a close game here. Give me the points. Patty C, you're going with Ed Cooley in the game? I'm going with Ed Cooley and I'm locking this bad boy up. Ooh, locking it oh. up. Locking it up. Well, Let's just get. I some- think Providence is uh early exit in the uh, Big East uh, playoffs or Big East tournament was an aberration. They are showing. They're metal now, and they're playing pretty good ball. Meanwhile, Kansas, you know, on the fritz against the likes of Creighton. Creighton, not, nothing to sneeze at, but I think Providence is a, a step up. I'm on Providence plus a seven and a half. Nick's on, we're all on it. So uh, there you go. Next up, the Tar Heels of North Kakalaki are uh, in Philadelphia taking on UC. L a UCLA is laying two and guys, you know, my favorite play of the day. Let's go to the land down under with the Bruins. You want to know who the best player in the tournament has been so far? If you ask me, it's tiger motherfucking Campbell. Mm. And he has been an animal in, in both games. I think he's the difference maker here, whether Hawkeyes plays or not. Mm. I'll tell you a little something about this rivalry. 
all time. UNC eight and three, five and zero oh in their last five matchups. <laughs> the Tar Heels are playing great basketball. I'm going to disagree with you, and I am going to say the Tar Heels get this done. Wow, money line that bitch. Wow, sprinkle some on the money line with the Tar Heels, Nick. What are you doing well, here? I mean, if you're a UNC fan, you have to love the fact that in the first game, the the backcourt didn't play that great, and they still blew out Marquette. In the second game, R.J. Davis and Kid Love played really good, got the win over the one seed. For me, UNC's just too inconsistent. I can't trust them on a game to game basis. They have the talent to go up with anybody. I mean, the front court with Manic and Baycott. You know, Manic. Can we talk about Oklahoma last year and how good they should have been with Alanis Williams and yeah. Brady Manic? Yeah. yeah, and these guys and Davion are like Harmon from Oregon. Yeah, and, I mean, what was Kruger doing with that that bunch? Jeez, I mean, they talk about not utilizing talent. I mean, it's unbelievable that those transfers from Oklahoma are playing so well now. So um, this is a tough game. I'm I'm gonna go UCLA. I think they're clutchier. I think they're a little bit tougher. And I think, you know, really, you know, when the, the going gets tough, I think I'm going to go with the team that went to the final four last year, full of all veterans that returned everybody. That is the UCLA Bruins. I'll lay the two. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, that Akron game, man, tiger Cam with about five minutes left said, you know what? You're not winning Akron. And he hit He was the difference maker in that game to me. Not only did he hit crazy threes, it's the way he took care of the ball. It's the way he defended the ball. Some big time steals. And we've seen some teams, you know, have a very you know, questionable first game. You know, maybe they went on a, on a buzzer beater, or you know, maybe the game's closer than you than you think, and then and then they go on a run. And that's kind of what I said that UCLA might do. Um, so yeah, give me UCLA. Woo-wee. Uh Final game of the night. Final game of the Sweet 16. 6:59 p.m. The Cyclones of Iowa State in Chicago against. Miami, Florida. Who would have seen this Sweet 16 matchup coming? I got no fucking idea who I'm taking. <laughs> uh, you know what? Give me. I'm just gonna go Big 12. That's my logic on this. Is like, wait, I can get two and a half points and the Big 12. Um, it's in Chicago. That's yeah, a, definitely benefit to Iowa State. I mean, the last time these teams played, Iowa State won by 17 back in 2016. Oh well, well, there you go. There's a breakdown. (laughs) Um, I mean, this is a hard look. Okay, so here we go. Iowa State's got a top twenty defense. Miami's got the two hundred and sixty first ranked defense. However, Miami has the fortieth ranked offense. Iowa State's got the two hundred ninety second ranked offense. You figure this thing out. But I can tell you this: this is a fun game. I can't wait to watch this one. Give me the Cyclones plus the points. Ride the money line. Too. I enjoy that a, a double digit seed is guaranteed a spot in the lead eight. Yes. Good times. Yes. And then, you know, and you don't need to expand the college football playoffs. We, <laughs> we should see, we would see this every year in the college football playoffs if they had a large. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people would complain, you know, I don't want to see this many upsets. I want to see the top teams that earned it in the regular season, make their way through. I think plenty of top teams have made it, but I do like to see some other teams yeah. that get hot in the tournament and keep their fan base. You shouldn't be ruled out of your fucking postseason if your quarterback is out for a fucking game. Yeah, I, I do. I, how many times I got to bring up 2002 Colorado team when when their quarterback got knocked out, and then after the they started out the first two weeks terrible because their quarterback got knocked out, and then they 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 won the remaining games, 
blew out the number one team in the nation by fucking 40 points. Yeah. And couldn't get a shot to do anything. Yeah. Focus, guys, focus. We're yeah. talking Iowa State, Miami. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Took us down that uh, little tangent there. I am I gotta go big twelve here too. I don't know. Larinaga seems no pretty like winning this game, dude. <laughs> I honestly could see I could see Miami winning by twenty. I could see Iowa State winning by twenty. But no, I don't see either of those outcomes. It's gonna be a close game. It started off at Iowa State plus one and a half, up to Iowa State plus two and a half. I mean Miami is Miami goes ultra small and they make opposing teams have to adjust, which is why Auburn's Walker Kessler only played 13 minutes. Yeah. So they just, they, they make teams confirm to, uh, to, to them and, and they're just so old. I mean, Charlie Moore is a six year senior. McGusty's a five year senior. Wardenberg's a five year senior. Jordan Miller, the Mason transfer is a fourth year junior. Um, but I would say playing such good defense and you know what? They play really good perimeter defense. They shut down LSU. They shot four of 19 from three. Wisconsin shot two of 22 for three. Overall in this tournament, that's six for 41 or 14.6% from three. <laughs> Bad matchup for Miami. And you're giving me a few points in which I expect to go down to the wire, a possible buzzer beater. Give me the Cyclones. That means ACC Nick is against all ACC teams, all three of them. Uh, don't so deserve I kinda, that I kinda title. I hope I'm wrong. I'm kind of <laughs> hope I'm wrong on some of these, but I call it as I see it. Uh, I'll take Iowa State here. Uh, Patty C, you said you're on the Cyclones as well, right? So that makes all three of us on the Cyclones. Uh, something to keep in mind too. You mentioned the experience. Well, Gabe, what's his Cal Schlager Schlarler, uh is uh, <laughs> like that. is is a senior. Same with Isaiah Brockington. They have some experience on the starting five of uh, of the Cyclones as well. Um, it's 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 two old teams. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this: Is the Cyclones athletic program a low key uh, Baylor? On the rise here, <laughs> between Matt Campbell and T.J. Altselberger in year one. How about that fucking first year? Sweet sixteen. They were winless in the Big Twelve last year. He was what South Dakota State early on, and he and made then UNLV it. last year. But no tournament yeah. wins in his career in five uh, five years prior to this. They so. might win the national championship this year. <laughs> the only difference is that Baylor's in talent rich Texas. And yeah. Iowa State's in in farmland in the cornfields. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now wait. Let, so let's before we get out of here, then uh, let's revise our whole bracket. So Patty C has North Carolina playing. Per, do you have Purdue beating St. Peter's? Patty C. Yeah. Okay. So Carolina Purdue. Who would you go? The 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 poet in me says Carolina. The the realist in me says uh, Purdue. The poet, uh, which is <laughs> non-existent. Do you realize this is the college the college basketball experience? <laughs> there's there's no poet in you. Right? Okay. This is the college basketball experience. I didn't come here to study. I I come here to study. We're not buying that. <laughs> All right. The TMZ Pat in me says North Carolina. <laughs> the realist in me says uh, said the poet. <laughs> come on, everyone wants to see uh, Coach K versus Carolina one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do without it, to be honest. I, I'm with Colby. You know, it, it occurs to me as I watch this. I asked Colby. I want to. I don't even know if it was this year, maybe last year. But uh, what do you want to see from a tournament? What's the ideal number of blue bloods? He said, "I don't give a fuck about any of that. I want to see a good basketball and the better team win yeah. in that game." Yeah. You know, so you uh, I could care less about that shit. It would be cool like, though, Duke UNC. But honestly, for the purity of college basketball, I'd rather just see. 
good, good basketball. Yeah. I think, I think a blend is probably the right answer. Cause there's something about marquee matchups like UNC UCLA. I it mean, it's fucking awesome. That gets me pumped up just hearing the two names next to each other. But at the same time, St. Peter's making this far is awesome. No, also, and at I can't the same time, Iowa State Miami has me jacked up because I'm like, yeah. one of these teams is going to the fucking Elite Eight. Yeah, and then that's <laughs> why I think a, a good mix. If if it was all Iowa State Miami, I'd be like, eh, you know, if it was all chalk and no yeah. no no you know dogs, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's kind of boring too. So I think yeah. it's a good blend. Yeah, at the same time, you don't see Notre Dame and Alabama, uh, you know. Gonna, are all four teams in the playoffs halfway through the season already determined? Or in the NFL, you don't have people, you know, talking about, oh, let's have Brady versus Mahomes again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Patty, see you. Then it would have you have Houston beating Arizona. You have Arizona winning, right? You, you said Arizona, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So you have Arizona against Villanova. That's tough. Who do you go there? That might be where the experience finally catches up. I'm gonna ride Arizona. I think they're going to grow. We, we were talking pre pre episode. Colby said this team, every ga- uh, shred of experience they get, uh, you know, matters. Yeah. To more, I mean, that game going to overtime, I think actually benefits them Yeah. Uh, until, until they're the most talented team. So until, until someone beats them, they're my pick. Uh, then you have, you have Providence beating Kansas or Kansas beating Providence. Oh gosh. Let's let's have Providence beat Kansas there. Um. And then you have Iowa State. So you would have Iowa State Providence. What do you go there? That's wow, my beautiful. point is this. My point is this, Nick. Whether it's Iowa State or Miami, I think both could give Providence a game. If Providence beats Kansas, yeah. you could see Miami or Iowa State in the final four. Yeah. That'd be fucking great. Why not? <laughs> um Can you imagine the Miami fans just unbearable once again. <laughs> I just think it's a great setup for them. Uh, Nick, Nick. So you have what you have uh, UCLA Purdue. Who do you go well, there? So even before, and so when, when I was filling out my brackets a week ago, before any of these games, I, I filled out two brackets to be honest. Now the only difference was that, so I had Gonzaga in the final four in both brackets. I had Houston final four, both brackets, Kansas final four, both brackets, one bracket. I had UCLA one. I had Kentucky. So Basically, I'm looking pretty good minus the Kentucky pick. And really, right now, I don't see any reason to, to change that. I mean, I, I think Gonzaga beats Arkansas. Then they 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 edge out Texas Tech. They represent the West. I think UCLA beats UNC and Purdue. I think UCLA represents the East. You know, uh, it's going to be tough for Houston, but they were my dog to go to go to the Final Four. And so far, I've, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Give me Houston to beat Arizona and Nova. And wow. give me Kansas to beat Providence and Iowa State. You know, Iowa State only lost by a one in Lawrence. One point I, in Lawrence. It's not like I'm sold on the Jayhawks. Yeah. I have Providence covering the spread. Um, I just think with a bunch of decent to pretty good teams, Kansas is a notch above. Obviously, the, they're the one seed. But I would not be su- shocked if they lose to any of these three teams. Could, so Nick, say, let me ask you this right now. Then let's do this, guys. Yeah. Could UCLA win the national championship this year? Yes, I agree. Yeah, Patty. Yeah. Yeah. Could North Carolina win the national championship this year? I yes. Don't, I don't think so. I'll say yes. I mean, because they have Manic to string together consecutive games, which has been a challenge this year. But on talent alone, yes. I'm on no. Baycott and Manic is a pretty nasty one-two punch. It is. It is. It is. 
And if you catch him on the right day, Caleb Love and RJ Davis is a, a pretty sick combo in the backcourt. I guess you're right. Talent-wise, they yeah. do have enough. But I, Leaky I would Black be is a fucking, great glue guy yeah. who plays really good defense. Yeah. All right. Well, then, c- can Purdue win the national championship? Uh, if you're saying North Carolina, yeah, we have well, to say fucking yeah. Purdue. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. In terms of fair a one-two. Yeah. Uh, look, and Ivy. Look, I kind of put North Carolina and Purdue on that second level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, UCLA is on that top level. But it's it, but it, it is a wide open tournament. Evident the fact that the three one seeds that are left haven't impressed that much. So why not? Can St. Peter's win the national championship? <laughs> Hell yeah, no. <laughs> uh, can St. Peter's make the final four? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, they can, can win one more game, maybe. Can Gonzaga make win the national uh, championship? Yes, obviously. right. Yeah, I think we're all on board there. Can Arkansas win the national championship? No. You see, you have North Carolina just flat out better than Arkansas. They're much. They're ta- more. More all around. I agree. More they're more all they around. Preseason number nineteen. You know, yeah. they, they had a, a tough patch, but they're playing good ball now. Look, I agree. I'm not. I'm going to say no to Arkansas, but I, I think Arkansas plays North Carolina tomorrow. I might take Arkansas. Um, <laughs> Duke can Duke win the national championship? Yes. He's. I don't know. I don't think I they can. I. I see. I have them on like Carolina's level, where it's like the second tier. Uh, is it possible? Fair. Yes, because of their talent. Dude, yeah, they have beaten the the one seed in their bracket already this season. It's perfectly reasonable to think of them getting to the finals. They are not going to face a one seed when they get to the final four, no matter what, because that team's already gone. And so uh, then it comes down to the finals. And like we've said, they could, there's a number of teams they could uh, face that they're better than. Can Texas Tech win the national championship? Has Nick <laughs> is Nick still on? If he's given North Carolina and Purdue now. Nah, you gotta throw them in there. I agree. Gotta throw them in there. Patty C, Texas what? Tech, and they win the national championship. If you have a bull dyke librarian coaching you, <laughs> you have a chance. Next up, Arizona, can they win the national championship? Yeah. Yeah. Patty? Yeah. Can Houston win the national championship? Yeah. Nick? Ah oh, man, dude, I love my Cougs, but to win it all, dude, you just said North Carolina could. <laughs> North Carolina has more talent than dude. Houston. Top ten offense and defense. That is one of the few teams that fits the profile. I trust Kelvin right. Sampson more than I do Hubert Davis. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. All right, I'm in. Villanova. Can they win the national no. championship? No. Uh, really? I'm not doubting Jay Wright. I think they could. Juwan Howard can't. <laughs> Michigan's they, not. They don't have a front court. They have no front court. <laughs> I yeah. thought they played EJ Lydell pretty damn well. Uh, can Michigan? Absolutely no. not. No, right? We're all gonna say no there. Kansas, yeah. yes, yes. Providence, no. I think they could. Mm. They got slapped. Dude, that'd base. be a great story. That'd be such a great. Well, story. Check this out. If if Providence beats Kansas, they're gonna be playing Miami or Iowa State. They can make the final four. <laughs> Well then, I got them in the final. Well, four. imagine if Providence is playing Houston or Nova. I mean, l- let's be honest. N- Nova swept them, but they were very close games, and Durham missed those games. If they if they draw Nova, fuck it, fuck it. I'll say yeah. All right, uh, Miami. Can they win no. the national championship? No, no. <laughs> can they get to the national championship? No, probably not. Yeah, Iowa State. Final 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 four. They could get to. Yeah. Iowa State, can they get to the national championship? Same answer as far as Miami. Yeah. <laughs> so who's your final four, Colby? My final four is I got UCLA. Agreed. I have 
Gonzaga, I guess. Gonzaga. Okay. Yeah. The safest play. Agreed. Uh, I got Houston upsetting Arizona here. So against there my, we go. my bracket, but I, there I we go. But, but check us out. Nova. I got Nova beating Houston. Yeah, I can see that. And then I have, <laughs> I got Kansas. I think it's a, a, a nice ride for Kansas. If they can yeah. get past Providence. Seriously. They, they benefited the most from getting, the, Creighton, well, I mean, getting Creighton without two of their best players. But we called this from the get go. Yeah. We said the Midwest was a total freaking crap shoot. Easiest bracket. There yeah. you go. Cake walk. Yeah, That's why right. I picked Kansas to go to the final four. I'm going to, so Nick, your final four was what? Houston, Kansas, Gonzaga, UCLA. Okay. I'm going the opposite here. I'm going Texas tech, uh, oh. Purdue, mm. uh, Providence and Arizona. Wow. And I still have Arizona winning this thing. That would be a very fun final four. Yeah. Who's your that. natural champion Colby? Yeah. Cause I don't have, I have uh, Gonzaga. They survived the Memphis game. That was it. Nick. That was it. UCLA. Mm. It so it's, it's coming from the West Who's coast. Your national champion? I said, Arizona. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, you've been listening to the college basketball experience. Make sure you subscribe and remember to subscribe to the college football experience as well. And the sports gambling podcast and sports gambling podcast network. And don't forget to subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast. USFL season kicks April 16th. That's right around the corner. And you'd better believe me, Patty, CNC, Nick, and others are going to have you covered. Let's go. All right, folks. Uh, look, we are on Twitter. I'm at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter. Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Uh, the college basketball experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. The sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at the SGP network and go get that SGPN app. It's free. All right. You get all of our picks, including the CBI and the uh, NIT and the champions classic. We got you covered with all this shit. <laughs> all right, let's go. All right. This is the college basketball experience. People, you better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Do you come from an under, under?